Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is gonna throw us curveballs, that we're gonna doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. This episode is sponsored by Lyft, the Leadership Impact Forum. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast for information on how you can participate in this exciting program. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Coach Kelly. And today we have a very special episode and guest here that I am so incredibly excited about. In fact, I think you will be too because she's been here before and she's a fan favorite. So I am going to want to dive right in with our guest. So I'm going to begin today with simply this. It's January 2021, and we're about halfway through. How are your self-care habits going? How are you doing with them? As entrepreneurs and leaders in our lives and being committed to self-improvement, I can't say this enough that self-care is non-negotiable. And we have a responsibility to stick with it. We've got a responsibility to stick with it. It's not always what you think it is, by the way. Self-care is not always what you think it is. And that's why I'm super excited to have our guest here today because she is going to just bring it when it comes to self-care and has so much to, to share with us. So you all have been asking since she was here for episode 16, where we talked about the importance of tenacity when you take a leap of faith. Such a fantastic episode. If you have not heard it yet, please go and listen to it. And people have been asking, when is she coming back? And did she launch? Because at the time we were talking, she was working on a, a really amazing launch. And guess what? Dr. Kristen Meyer is back, and I am super excited. She definitely did launch her brand new website. It is fantastic. You'll hear a little bit more about that in a bit. So I've brought her back, and I know you will love hearing her beautiful wisdom on the importance of self-care. So without any further chatter, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. I'm so incredibly grateful you're here today. How are you doing, and how's the launch going? Hi, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for the return invitation. The launch was, was spectacular. We started, we had bloominglotuslab.com go live on the 2nd of December, so a little over a month ago. And we heard great words back from our supporters, from new followers on social, visitors to our website, folks taking up our invitation to receive our newsletter. It's a website dedicated to career consultancy services for women. And if there are women in your audience who are at a career crossroads, 
they have gifts, they have talents they don't feel are being utilized where they are now, or maybe they, they know they belong somewhere, but they're not sure where. We want to speak with them. That's, that's our purpose. And it was a great launch. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. I am super excited about it. I've um, been super blessed to see all the behind the scenes, and I know how hard you've worked, and I know the impact that you are making with women. It's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Of course. Of course. So we're going to dive into self-care. So I'm going to just get right to it, right to it. And I am curious what you have seen and heard and what you know are the biggest misperceptions about self-care. Great question, Kelly. There are a few. I think in our society in particular, people, some people see self-care as an act that's self-indulgent or it's selfish because it's something we're engaging in that may be coming at the expense of other people. And I just want to clear up the air and say this is not true. Self-care is like any other wellness activity. It is restoring ourselves so that we can show up with more to share for others in our lives, for our our families, for our colleagues, uh, for our neighbors and friends. We're working from a place of strength because we've taken the time to restore ourselves. And I was actually recently reminded of this at one of the local gardens in the LA area. They have a bonsai exhibit right now. And I didn't know this before, but bonsai there are specimens that are 1,200, 1,600 years old, these wow. trees are. And you can see in their, their root structure and their trunks that they go through periods of drought, peri- periods of extreme stress. And the reason these bonsai survive and eventually thrive, you know, they, they grow leaves again, is because during those times of stress, they slow down. They, they don't plan to sprout new new leaves. They take their time. And I think nature has a lot to teach us about the gift we can give ourselves in times of stress and pressure. And that is taking it slow and practicing self-care as part of that. That is really cool. I did not know that. That is so interesting. And I think you're absolutely right. We, we can really take a page from nature. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I am hearing a lot, and I'm sure you're hearing it as well, since we wrapped up 2020 and still a little bit moving into 2021, um, but I like an extreme amount of burnout. I have been hearing that a lot. So can you share what's burnout and how does it present? Definitely. 2020 has put us through the ringer and here's hoping 2021 gives us some relief. But I know that a lot of professionals in the medical field, public health, are seeing lots of adverse outcomes as a result of the stress that we've been enduring for an extended period of time. And burnout is one of those outcomes. Burnout, to clarify, is different from just being tired. If we're stressed and and drained from the day-to-day obligations we're juggling, you can take four days out, maybe a long weekend, and just rest. Uh, work with your family to get some alone time, to get plenty of uh, plenty of time to to sleep, to nap, to really have low key activities. And after that four days, you'll feel recharged. You're ready to step back into your normal roles again. 
In burnout cases, this is not sufficient. You can practice a four-day weekend of relaxation and resting, and you will still feel taxed coming back into normal day-to-day activities. Um, Burnout can also present as, as irritation, things that would not normally really bother us, really get under our skin. And these can be just simple things in our day-to-day lives, um, living in the communities that we do and, and balancing and negotiating the needs of others. Um, it also can present as a lot of emotion. If we find we're crying a lot, if we find that things are really triggering strong emotions, that can be a sign of burnout. We're practicing coping strategies and they're not sufficiently healing us. That's a sign of burnout. The things that you, the actions you would normally take when you're tired are just not, are just not restoring you enough. So in those cases, you need more time. You need a week. And this is a great period of the year. Um, the start of 2021, you can take, uh, if you didn't take a lot of time off at the New Year's, try to find a, a, a week, a week or two is even better, to just take things slow. Um, and build in some extra downtime to recover from that burnout. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so interesting. Thank you for sharing what some of the signs that you're in burnout is that we, I don't think we always recognize. I hear that a lot. I'm so burnt out. I'm really tired. And I loved how you created that distinction that it's not simply, I'm really tired. Uh, there's so much more to it. So thank you so much. I'm curious, how do you practice self-care? <laughs> Put me on the hot seat, Kelly. I did. You know <laughs> it. You know it. <laughs> I am not the best practitioner of self-care. I will tell on myself right there. I am a high energy person who has a lot of aspirations and activities that I'm juggling and I'm very passionate about day to day. And it it has been an ongoing struggle for me to build in self-care because I'm the kind of woman who will charge forward until I have nothing left in my tank and face plant into the nearest soft object. So self-care for me, I've discovered in the last year means taking a little extra time at the very start of the day, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes to have a cup of coffee to do some journaling and reflection. And also on some days, not all days, but some days to practice meditation for anything from five to 15 minutes. And it's taken me some time to get to a place where I can meditate um, at length, but I found that that's a valuable way of restoring myself. And I also, one of the lessons I've gained from the last year I am high energy, but when I am under stress, I'm using that energy just to show up for my clients, for my business, for my friends and family. And when I'm showing up, that that takes a little bit of the energy I have. And so practicing self-care in more rigorous ways, like running or more intense interval exercise, I've tried that. And what I found is actually when my, my energies are already depleted, that kind of exercise is not restoring. It's Mm -hmm. draining. So I would encourage listeners to really pay attention to your bodies because not all self-care practices 
are what you may need at this particular point in time. And I learned that in the last year, um, test out many different strategies and see what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree. And I love that you told on yourself because as a coach, it, it as you know, Kristen, client, my clients, we, self-care is part of it. It's non-negotiable. And we also, you know, I love that you told on yourself, same thing over here. I love my job. I will keep going, keep going. I, I love to launch new things. And all of a sudden I'll look and go, whoa, whoa. And when you work with human beings and you are showing up for people, it absolutely takes energy. So I just feel like, we have this responsibility to really take on self-care and we're human. So it's, it can be challenging. And I think that I love what you shared because it's practicing, it's creating progress, it's finding what, what works for you so that you are filling, filling the cup back up, filling the cup back up. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, What's the most common struggle you see related to self-care? So I think among my clients, women um, more generally, I think feel they need to justify it. You know, mm. women are caregivers, we're supporters, we're also leaders, mm-hmm. and we're modeling also for our family and for our children. Mm-hmm. So I say that practicing self-care it needs to be a priority, uh, mm. but a lot of women feel they need to justify it, you know, that they don't take it until everything on their to-do list is ticked off. And it needs to be a priority. It one of the mis- other common misconceptions about self-care is that it's something that requires a lot of time and money. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Self-care can be as simple as going on a bike ride with your kids, taking a walk with a friend. It can be journaling, taking a bath. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be a week away at a retreat center. So building it in on a regular basis um, makes it less of a struggle if it becomes a priority like other like other goals and obligations that we balance. And uh, and that's that includes practicing compassion for ourselves. Um, we're living through some very stressful times and understanding that we're struggling and in some ways we're suffering during this time mm-hmm. to give ourselves a bit more space to forgive ourselves if we're not making the mark where we would have in January, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we're adjusting our expectations of ourselves, but also of others because in this in unique space that we're working through, we don't know what everyone we come up against is juggling and what struggles they're working through. So Having forgiveness and compassion for ourselves, but also extending that to the people in our lives, I think are also ways that we can practice self-care. Brilliant. That is so, so brilliant. Um, and I, I agree with you. I often will hear, I don't have time for, for self-care. And I'm like, we don't have time not to take the time. Because yes. over, over a period of time of that, it really takes a toll on ourselves. So I, I really think that's so important. And I, I really appreciate also having that compassion for self and compassion for others and giving giving ourselves some grace, I think, is really, really important. And I also think celebrating what we did complete, what we did. Yes. I think that's also a way to, to really drive it home, really and yes. truly. Yes. So I, 
I have I have another question. Oh, I have a few more questions, really. I have another question. I know sometimes I am I am guilty of this. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I will just go, 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 go. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I just need some sort of mindless activity. So what's happening in Netflix? What's happening in the Netflix world? So I am really curious, does streaming Netflix count as self-care? <laughs> I think we're all streaming Netflix these days, Kelly, myself included. Mm-hmm. It's part of it's part of the way that we practice leisure in this mm-hmm. society. And I would say it's a just it's a good it can be a good distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes our minds off of work and other pressures that we may be carrying. But the research suggests that watching television does it restore us quite as much as we might think. It distracts us, mm-hmm. but does it fill our cup again? Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, if you are watching provocative news shows mm-hmm. or you know scary films where your adrenaline is being triggered, where you know there's we're being aroused in stressful ways, that is not serving mm-hmm. our self care. That's entertaining and that's distracting us, but it isn't restoring us. My one exception would be humorous streaming. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching films or shows that make you laugh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, make you make, give you, give you an emotional release that can be seen as self-care because we know that laughter is very healing and restoring. And so in that way, I would say it takes your mind off of things. So that's, that's a relief to some degree, but to get the maximum benefits out of streaming, I would be focused on shows that are giving you a good laugh. Okay. I totally feel vindicated because <laughs> that is literally, <laughs> I will say to my husband, we'll, we'll sit down to watch something and I'm like, please, can we find a comedy? That has come out of my mouth yes. so much in the past year. Please, can we find a comedy? Please, let's watch a comedy. I remember during the presidential debates. We're not going there, you guys. Just I just want to say this. I'm just going to drop this in super quick. I remember we were watching the debates and I found myself getting super anxious. Like just physically, I didn't feel well during during the presidential debate. And I remember, and and, and we were watching it. And I remember my husband, he was fully into it. And I was like, I have to go. I have to get up and leave this room and do something totally different. And it was so interesting because it surprised me almost. It surprised me. And I I did. I literally was like, enjoy the debates. I got to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, and I felt better. And then I think I immediately requested a comedy. <laughs> so, cause laughter <laughs> is so, laughter is such a release, isn't it? And it's a positive one. I love it. It is. It is good for you, Kelly. I mean, and that's what you did by tuning into your body and, and how you were feeling and reacting and then taking steps to improve your situation. That all that's, that's excellent. And I think the more people can practice that on a day-to-day basis, the better off we'll be, but you know, we can back it up changing our situation our, our literally the environment that we're in, go for a walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's sunshine, sit in the sunshine for a few minutes there's some gentle yoga that mm-hmm. even the least flexible of us can mm-hmm. practice that can help bring us down. 
and these are all things that we can we can do that help help put us in a healthier space um, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, but also physically. That's fantastic. Speaking of, and I know you, I've learned a lot from you about meditation and all of that, but what if you are not into, say, meditating, not everybody is, or what if you're not into fitness? What are some of the things that people can do? Great question. I I have clients that have admitted they're not meditators Mm -hmm. and it's, it can be hard for some folks to slow down and really clear their minds. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. If you feel you're not a meditator or someone who who can engage in fitness activity, an easy way to practice self-care is by reflective writing or journaling. Mm. It's great if you do it first thing in the morning. It actually, you don't even have to, have, you, you may not know what you want to say. You just start start reflecting on how the last day went, start reflecting what's on your mind. And it's, it's really an amazing process uh, that reflective writing can actually guide us into finding solutions, seeing experiences from new perspectives, having new interpretations of what's going on in our lives. It, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting process and can be very healing. Um, I, another thing you can do is build in more rest. You know, a lot of medical doctors have been filling prescriptions for insomnia in the mm. last year. And I think that's another indicator of the stress that we've been under as a society. And the average Amer- the average adult needs at least seven to eight hours of sleep, average. So that means some of us need more. So building in more time to rest, that could be napping, that could be coming up with a bedtime routine where you're logging off of screens and giving yourself at least an hour to wind down. Mm-hmm. And also being mindful of our caffeine consumption. Caffeine stays in the body. It takes four to six hours for your body to process that last cup of coffee that you consumed. So when we're thinking ahead about self-care, whether we're into fitness or, or other activities, preparing ourselves to rest is also part of that equation. So Cutting off the caffeine flow in the early afternoon is the best way to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. What if you have a hard time slowing down? What can we do? So for folks that have a lot of energy like myself, mm-hmm. it can be you can have a hard time um, you know, taking the time out. And meditation may not be the first option for you. I would say... I would recommend taking time to be in nature. Being outside is especially healing and grounding. Looking at how plants grow, the the pace of nature, I think is something we can really learn a lot from. Getting outside, just taking a gentle walk at lunchtime, a stroll at sunset, a bicycle ride through your neighborhood. Um, If you're in a snowy climate, bundling up and going out and just take note of what you see in nature. Pay closer attention. It's almost a practicing meditation. You walk slowly and you're just taking in your surroundings. We move at such a clip in this society. I think we, we miss a lot of the details and, and finer, finer scenes that are part of our living environment. And so taking time outside to note plants and animals um, and how, they're, how they are 
how they're living and practicing their lives, I think can be very grounding as well. I love that so much. I noticed particularly this past year when I needed to just stop, you know, because we're pretty much at home. I would go outside and I would watch the birds and, and we have had some really, really cool birds this past year come around. And what was so interesting to me was paying attention to the hummingbirds, which I love hummingbirds so much. And did you know, I mean, they're high energy. They're like, I don't even know how many miles a minute they're going, but they actually stop. I actually have seen hummingbirds just sitting on a branch and they're just still. And I literally would delight in that. I'm like, oh, and I, I would feel that like exhale watching the hummingbirds just stop. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes Let's get definitely. out and slow down in nature. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. And how animals, they're so, they live so much in the present, Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the, we're these complex this complex species, humans are, we're thinking six months down the road or we're reflecting on what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think what you just described is, is a perfect example. We tap into the way nature expresses itself and how focused birds are in the moment um, mm-hmm. and other animals that we watch. And we can learn from that to, oh, to totally. dwell where we are right now and ground ourselves in that. And that's a, that's a practice of self-care. Yes. Yes. I do take a cue from my dogs. I have four dogs, as you know. Yes. And if I'm going too long without taking a break, I am not kidding. One of them are sure to come up and tap, 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 tap. (laughs) And I'll look, what do you want? And they just like, could you pet me? And that in itself is, believe it or not, is some self-care for me. Like, Yes, I will stop and I will pet you. And they make me laugh, by the way. So Yes, yes. Pets, pets are, are a tremendous source of, of emotional support, but also research suggests that when we look into the eyes of our pets, like when we look in the into the eyes of our loved ones, mm-hmm. um, oxytocin is released. So that love chemical in our brains is released. And that actually provides a jolt of good feeling mm-hmm. um, and relaxation. So you're Absolutely right, Kelly. Spend time also, not just in nature, but also with the people and the animals that you love the most. Yes. Which, which that's a, that's a, uh, I had, I had another question for you is, um, you know, can we practice self-care with others? Speaking of spend time with other people, can we practice self-care with others? I I definitely, Mm -hmm. my only, my only reservation is for folks to be mindful of the role they're playing during that period of time. Ooh, if good. you're walking with a friend, um, you can you can practice self-care. Go on a guided mm-hmm. meditation with a friend. Mm-hmm. Go for a bicycle ride with your kids. Um, spend time outside. Meditate together. But if you are, we serve many different roles in our lives. And if you are taking a walk with a friend who's agitated, frustrated, emotionally stressed. And this is an opportunity for them to unload or to share with you their upset. That's not self-care for you. Mm -hmm. You're fulfilling a role for them. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but we have a lot of stimulation in our society and self-care needs to be about restoring you and refilling your cup. So I would say just be mindful if you are what that what that exercise looks like. If you're providing a shoulder or 
if you're a sounding board for someone else in your life, this is not a moment where you're practicing self-care. Save mm-hmm. that self-care for an, another time mm-hmm. where you can you can be practicing mindfulness where it's it's not that you're providing support to someone else. Mm-hmm. Excellent distinctions. I think that's really fantastic. Given that we are both entrepreneurs and we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast, I got to ask this question. Why is self-care non-negotiable for entrepreneurs? <laughs> Excellent question, Kelly. I, I'll go back to what we talked about at the start of our conversation that it's something we must bank in as seriously as we do other obligations and deliverables. And you know, as well as I do, Mm -hmm. that entrepreneurs put in longer hours than the average worker. We work late into the evenings. We work weekends. We start very early in the morning because we're putting our energies into something we really want to see grow. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, like the bonsai, we need to have downtime and time to slow down and restore ourselves for the long haul. Entrepreneurs, you know, the, there's a time frame that you're looking at. It, we're in it for the long, the long haul. We, this is not a business that's going to grow overnight. And so we have to also have a vision for restoring ourselves over the long term. And that means scheduling simple acts of self-care um, actually in our planners, in our schedules. Um, so we can sustain ourselves mm-hmm. for the duration and give what we, what we so want to, to growing these projects into the world, putting mm-hmm. them out there. I love how you said schedule it in. I think that's really, really important because we're making appointments all the time, right? So let's make them for yes. ourselves and let's get ourselves back on the list, number un- numero uno, number one on our list and make that self-care time non-negotiable so that you can sustain and continue to grow. I love that. I love that. What is your biggest lesson about self-care? Well, it's committing to it. it. That is something that I've gotten more serious about in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Is I've talked about self-care. I've shared that with you, my coach, Kelly. I've shared it with accountability partners. Mm-hmm. And that helps. But I also put it to paper. And it is something that I actually schedule in my planner mm-hmm. um, week to week. And so it's not enough to just have it in your mind as something that you're going to aim for. You need to write it down like you would a grocery list. So you Mm -hmm. make sure that you are remembering and you are prioritizing this like you would any other deliverable. Um, But I would also say that one of the lessons is that we are going through a very challenging time. And so if self-care isn't filling your cup sufficiently, maybe, maybe there are other things that you're grappling with. And this is a great time to be asking for help. Um, There are numerous therapists that are accepting new clients. There are lots of ways to connect with counselors to get extra support. It's also a terrific time to think about how how we want to grow into the new year. And coaching is a powerful way of doing that. You know as well as I do that coaches provide support, but they also foster potential and help their clients to see opportunities that they might not have realized. Coaches also help clients grow faster and get to their desired destinations more quickly than they would on their own. So if your listeners are at a point where they're thinking about how they want to change their lives, new ways that they want to grow, 
talking to Coach Kelly, talking to other coaches, that can be a very powerful way of investing in yourself right now. The bottom line is that we need to invest in ourselves and practice compassion for ourselves during this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been through a lot and self-care, this has been my biggest lesson. Self-care is something I have to prioritize. Yes, 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 yes. Yes to all the things. Absolutely. And I love, I love that the very first thing that came out after that question was commit to it. Commit, commit to it. And what is commitment? Commitment shows up in action. It shows up over time. It is the exact opposite of trying. It's the exact exact opposite. It means like I am in ownership for what I say I want. And so I'm going to commit and scheduling that in, having compassion. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yes. So what is next for you and your business? Well, we... We ended 2020 with a bang. We mm-hmm. launched our website at bloominglotuslab.com. And in the new year, we are connecting with clients. We're growing the resources on our website. We have a new newsletter that's going out twice a month, sharing resources, tips, and inspiration for folks who are at career crossroads or just contemplating how they want to grow in their careers. We also, in fitting with this, conversation we've been having today, we're coming out with a wellness planning toolkit this month. And so if any listeners are struggling with how they can practice self-care, how to build it into their schedules, stop by bloominglotuslab.com. We will have a planning toolkit available for download in the next few weeks uh, to help with that very process. So that's what we have on underway. I am so excited about this. I will be the first one over to bloominglotuslab.com to get that. That is brilliant. And what a great resource. Thank you for creating that. Um, I'm sure you have a challenge for us. I just know it. What's your challenge for our listeners? (laughs) Challenge for the listenership. I want to ask the folks that have joined us today, what self-care they will commit to in the next 30 days. Like you said, Kelly, commitment, not trying. It doesn't have to be a major step. It can be something, it can be a baby step. that You're going to build in journaling once a week, that you're going to take a lunchtime walk um, twice a week, that you're going to bank time on the weekends to be outside with your family. But what will you commit to in the next 30 days to support your self-care? What will you commit to, Kelly? Great question. Great question. I actually have, um, I did a business retreat with myself in the last week of the year. And part of that actually had a whole section on self-care. And so I am committed to, I have several, I'm committed to my Peloton we're best friends. I'm committed Excellent. to writing that daily. I am committed to, I have a great morning routine and committed to staying consistent to that. My um, my area of growth is going to be that nighttime routine. So that's my new sort of area of growth and what I'm working on, but I'm, I'm committed. I'm committed to sleep. I really am committed to sleep. Fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. So those are my, those are my, those are my biggies. And I love to, 
take that quiet, reflective time, that meditation time. So all, all the things, all the yes. things. Yes. Yes. You can, Excellent. Yes. And I'll, I'll share, I'll share my, re, my results along the way. Absolutely. What are you committed to in your what self-care? Am I, what am I committed to? I'm committed also to banking in more sleep time. I'm a morning bird. And so one self-care practice I will be instituting in 2021 is going to bed earlier so that I can capitalize on the morning, but with enough fuel in my tank to move forward. That's what I'm committing to. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, I love a good challenge. So thank you for challenging us on what we're going to commit to in uh, 2021 with self-care. That's amazing. You guys, we will be right back to wrap things up right after this. This episode is sponsored by Lyft, the Leadership Impact Forum. Are you looking to grow your leadership skills? Are you ready to take the lead in your life personally and professionally? Are you someone who feels called to do something bigger than yourself? If you're ready to lift yourself to the next level, to meet the authentic leader that you are, and to create an impact in your life and the lives of others, then Lyft, the Leadership Impact Forum, is for you. This multi-week training program led by Coach Kelly, will teach you the 10 leadership principles that will help you become more productive and fulfilled in your personal and professional life. The LIFT program includes weekly group coaching sessions designed for you to reach the outcomes you want. This is your opportunity to work with an intimate cohort of like-minded people as Coach Kelly guides you towards creating the change that will unleash your full potential. If you're looking to create an incredible impact and have a positive effect on others, then sign up now for Lift, the Leadership Impact Forum. For more details on how to register, go to kellyjmobeck.com and get started right away. Leaders don't wait, they create. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being here today and sharing the importance of self-care. So many great tips and wisdom. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, it's been a pleasure being here, Kelly. Thanks for having holding the space for this important conversation. Um, listeners can get in touch with me a couple different ways. We are active on social at Blooming Lotus Lab on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn at Dr. Kristen Meyer and also our website, bloominglotuslab.com. Stop by. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, I encourage you to stop by and um, follow Kristen. She has so much beautiful wisdom for all of us and is someone who practices what she teaches. You will love to stay connected with her and continue the conversation on self-care. I know she's completely open to that. So Kristen, congratulations on all you've achieved. Uh, The website is gorgeous. Um, Your blog posts are so informative. I love them. And I'm really excited about your next chapter in your business and how you're contributing and empowering women in their lives. You've created so much value for our listeners, and I am so grateful you've been here today. And I'm so excited about your launch and the, the success of all of it. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Kelly. 
You are welcome. Thank you. All right, you guys, remember, we have a choice to lead our life or follow our circumstances. Life is about knowing your passions, purpose, values, and creating an impact in your life and the life of others. And who emerges from taking the lead in their lives? Well, they're going to be authentic, vulnerable, courageous, and taking great care of themselves because we matter and we are here to contribute to others. So it is non-negotiable for self-care in your life. And remember, we get to trust that more will be revealed as we move forward. So please remember to take pause, let go of worry, doubt, and anxiousness, and live fully the best version of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening today for more resources and to check out Lift the Leadership Impact Forum training. Please go to my website, kellyjmobeck.com. You can register there. And I would love it if you would follow me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. And please share this podcast with people in your life. And we will continue to take the lead together. Have a great week ahead. And if it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.